We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. It's only a kick. A jump. A block. It's only a serve. It's only a tackle. A run. It's only for the fans. After all, it's only pressure. You got this. Adidas. going on rotor grinders dean here at steen 7904 if you want to get all technical on me it is 501 on the east coast 201 on the west coast 401 tennessee time which of course of course it was just time of the flagship show here at rotor grinders it's called grinders live it's sponsored by fantasy draft and joining me today fresh off his nap fresh off uh, an 11 hour day at disney it's one uh stevie ppfl what's up stevie nap indeed um are, are you mad that the nine got skipped because it's in your name <laughs> is that is that why you like pointed out the nine guys because you didn't point out the 10 got skipped you pointed out the nine got skipped i was very upset yeah i don't think they hear the countdown pre-show but yes yeah, so d train uh, our fabulous multitasking producer he uh you know he, norm- he normally counts us down and for some reason just nine didn't happen he just he said eight and that was it threw me off and seven 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 i suppose you could say it. <laughs> but uh i was definitely rattled for a second but uh we made it work we made it happen i suppose uh how about your always, always on point? Yeah. Um, you said you you went to Disney for 11 hours yesterday, which it seems like a you're like that. Dad, that's dad of the year trophy award in my book. Congratulations to you. But, uh, you, you know, I guess you have the season pass, right? You live, uh, you live right by there. Yeah. And we did a daughter daddy day. So there was me and my buddy and his daughter and my daughter are the same age. So it was fun. It, we did a lot of rides. Um, I don't think I've ever done so many rides at Magic Kingdom before. Um, he's like a f- yeah genius. Like 
we we fast pass like mine train splash mountain twice like thunder mountain twice space mountain like it was just insane he was just he was really on the one and ones when it came to fast passing favorite ride at disney um my favorite ride is probably splash mountain um, but it has to be at night like when you when you go down the big drop at splash mountain and it's nighttime and the castle is all lit up like it, you can't buy the view of that so that's that's my that's my that's my jam least favorite um probably space mountain oh i, I got teacups i don't like the teacups makes me dizzy. oh yeah that's that's true the space mountain i don't like space mountain because i'm super tall uh, so like i always feel like my head's gonna get chopped off um if you've ever been on that ride you know what i'm talking yeah. about don't stand up you're in the dark and apparently there are bars that aren't too far away so like it's not advisable to stand up on space mountain um have you ever seen it with the lights on no, I don't believe so. I don't oh, think I there's know. YouTube videos and stuff. Like, it, you, when you, if you've seen it with your lights on, yeah, it's awful. Um, yeah, it makes it worse, like, when you actually go back and ride it again. Uh, we got a nine-game slate today, Stevie. At least as of right now, we have a nine-game slate. There is weather pending uh, in multiple areas. Of course, you know, we're going to need Roth today more so than most days. Going to go ahead and drop the link in chat as far as this weather report. Now, this is earlier today. This is this morning. Obviously, the weather is fluid. Things change. Uh, he has an update. He normally updates at around like, you know, 530 or so uh, on the East Coast. And then obviously he's on crunch time as well. If you guys are pre-members, he'll be on crunch time with uh, Cardi and JSU. Uh, and he'll give you the most up-to-date update as far as what's going down weather-wise. But if you take a peek at that, Stevie, uh, nine-gamer tonight, but, you know, dicey tonight and at least, you know, the Yank- East Coast, basically. Baltimore, Yankees, uh, Boston. There is some weather lurking. We're not weatherman. We don't play one on TV or the interwebs or anywhere. At least I don't. I can't speak for you. But uh, I'm somewhat concerned. But I suppose we just sort of talk about the slate as if everything's going to go. And we wait to see what Roth has to say, right? Yeah, it's going to be a busy night for weather. Um, crunch time is going to be very important today. Yes, uh, definitely going to want to tune into that. If you guys are not premium members, here's a way you can get yourself a free month of premium uh, and watch crunch time amongst all the other perks. You get the lineup HQ, cheese a million dollar musings. Uh, expert rankings, uh, crunch time. We talked about the ownership percentage, the premium podcast, Slate IQ, the expert survey, and much, much more. You can win yourself one month free if you just rock the Roto Grinders avatar. Uh, and if you finish in the top 10 of certain designated contests, uh, you get uh, one month of RG premium. And these are some people that have signed up as of yesterday. We want to give a little shout out. Welcome to rocking the, uh, the old RG badge. We got Touchdown Tommy, 07. Uh, we got, uh, a Heaney? A Heine? One? I'm not sure if I'm not pronouncing that one correctly, but welcome. Either way. Uh, Tone it. And then we got Brandon O Sports and then R Siller. So welcome to rocking the, uh, the old Rotor Runners badge again. Uh, Devin's going to go ahead and drop a link uh, in the chat for you guys to get more, more information on that. Of course, that's in the Rotor Runners chat. It's also in the YouTube chat. If you guys are watching us on YouTube, feel free to like and subscribe. Uh, also, it's uh, the midway point as far as what's going down uh, for baseball. It's the midway point for golf. So discounted prices for season-long uh, content here, premium content at RG. If you guys are playing the old golf link, to 1 o'clock in the morning is locked for the British Open. So if you guys want golf content for one site, it's $89.99. For combo sites, it's just under 100 smackers, $99.99. It would make sense to go combo, I think. Uh, as for baseball, it's $84.99. And uh, as far as the combination platter for baseball, also $99.99. Stevie, uh, I think that's all we have as far as promos. Ready to sort of dive in and talk about this nine-gamer? Yeah, in like two seconds, I'll be ready to go. Um, Ryan Zimmerman's not in the lineup, so I'm switching my um, expert survey answer for something. But yeah, I'm ready to go. I was just messing. Look at you on the fly. Uh, you had Ryan Zimmerman as your, as your cheapie. You could just swap him in for Matt Adams, right? Uh, I had him as my contrarian play. Um, uh, I'm switching it to Hunter Dozier. There you guys go. Free, free, free info. You know, we do the screen share later on in the show. Uh, give a little premium peek as far as you know some of the premium content here. Maybe we'll show the entire expert survey, at least a good chunk of it. Are you good with that? Yeah. Me, right. Big T, and Mainzy. You know, hottest player on the planet right now. Big T. Big T is coming at me on Twitter, man. He's taking victory laps for Jason Vargas. He's only given up 12 earned runs in the last 16 innings. <laughs> hey, I'll take the 16 that I got from Vargas on the early slate. <laughs> but yeah, that, that's fine. But like, you know, he's we're, the no whole victory point. lap and needed there. Um, that's fine. Like five homers and like his last 16 innings and, and 12 earned runs, two of which to the Marlins in Marlins Stadium. 
egregious, uh, and I don't know if Big T's lurking or not, but he's uh, he just called me out on, on the old Twitter machine for no particular reason. But the, there you go. Rattled the cage because we've had a conversation about Vargas, uh, you know, regression monster coming. And I think you're actually on the side of that. You're anti-Vargas, aren't you? I'm not a huge Vargas fan. I think that um, he's not a bad real-life pitcher, but he has some massive regression coming. There you go. Yeah, he's been he's been lucky was the whole conversation, and he's actually been bad of late as far as the stats and literally regression is happening. Whatever. Well, let's talk about tonight's slate. That's look. This is daily fantasy sports, and we all we care about is tonight. Not even this afternoon. We don't care about this afternoon. That's already done. Uh, that's that doesn't matter. Well, it's still playing out. But you know what I mean. That's already kind of locked and loaded as far as your selections. Uh, give me the screenshot. Uh, what's our take as far as tonight's slate? Because uh, I feel pretty good about it, with the exception of like I don't know what's going to happen as far as the weather. So. Again, we definitely need broth, but I feel like I have a pretty good read on tonight's slate. What, what, what do you say? Uh, how, how are we attacking it? Yeah, the, there's a a lot of good options at the top. Um, you know, Cole's in a good spot. Paddock's in a really good spot. Um, you know, I really like Robbie Ray. You know, Clevenger is in a really great spot. Um, it's more of just figuring out what you want to do with your SP2, your mid-tier options, uh, your cheaper options, there's not really a lot of answers to that. So I guess we could kind of, you know, start at the top, right? Like, do we want to, you want to start with Garrett Cole? And like, is he worth this price tag going up against the Angels? Uh, on a different slate, maybe. Like yesterday, for sure. But today, my answer is no. Because we have great step-downs. Like yesterday, the pitching was whatever. Well, Yesterday, we had, we had some okay options, I suppose. It wasn't beautiful for a full 15-gamer. Uh, but you said Cole's in a great spot, and I would just agree. We don't know what the deal with Trout is. Uh, is it I don't think Trout's going to play, so that that's okay. why I'm saying I think it's a, a much better spot. Lineup's much worse with Trout not in it and with Trout out of it. So I'm assuming that Trout's not going to be in the lineup. Okay, yeah. So that, that, that's uh, – we don't know yet, but, that, yeah, that, that definitely changes things, obviously. <clears throat> if Trout is in – uh, obviously that would, uh, you know, it's like take as far as Cole. And again, we'll talk about the step-downs. I think the step-downs are so good. I don't think I need Cole. Of course, if you're MMEing, absolutely put him in the conversation, especially if things like uh, get funky as far as weather, as far as rainouts, and then if the slate gets condensed to some degree. But uh, it's the, the same old deal with the Angels, though, is they just don't strike out a ton. Obviously, Cole, uh, the K numbers are awesome on the season. We're talking about, what, 37.4%. He's at a home run. A home run issue to some degree, yielding what one and a half homers per nine in the season, which is not necessarily ideal, but you'll deal with that when he's striking out thirty-seven point four percent of dudes. And we don't really know what the story is as far as uh, as far as Trout. He's been a little unlucky as far as home with the fly ball over twenty percent, so he should uh, see some positive regression in that, in that case. Like he's actually got a Sierra a half run under his ERA, which is three two three. His Sierra is two eight six. His xFIP is two six two. Um. But I don't think I need Cole. Like I don't think this doesn't feel like a, you know, an elite spot for him. Like he's should be fine. I'm not trying to deter you from him. I just don't think he's necessary. I would not talk anybody off of Garrett Cole today. I am with you. I'm probably not going to play him. Um, Twenty six hundred dollars. The difference between Clevenger and Cole goes a long way at your sp2 not even just your bats it goes a long way with your sp2 like we don't have that guy at 5k today or you know 6k like we do have richards who we'll talk about at 7300 i feel like gonna be pretty popular sp2 today but there's not like there's not that guy that's like that punt to make garrett cole easier to play so um i like cole i'm not gonna talk anybody off of cole but i feel like if you want to go down to Paddock or Clevenger or Ray, um, I'm perfectly fine with that. And, you know, looking at, you know, Paddock, who's next, you know, kind of in the next price range, like he's in a great spot. You know, we don't have to be concerned about weather. It's in Miami. There's a roof. Um, he's facing a Miami Marlins team that's one of the worst teams in baseball against right-handed pitching. They spoil pitchers all the time. Like Logan Allen yesterday, um, you know, the, it happens. The variance of the Miami Marlins, um, I, I guess is the easiest way to say it. But, you know, I, I think that I think that going down from Cole makes a ton of sense, uh, whether it be Paddock, Clevenger, or Ray. All right. So, well, let's talk about Paddock first. Uh, he's got to be – the tricky part with Paddock, by the way, revenge game, of course, the Marlins traded Fernando Rodney for, for Paddock. Good job, Marlins. Got to get that one in. <laughs> Congratulations on that effort. Um, 
Is this his first time facing the Marlins? I'm not sure if he's facing this year or not. I guess that's something to check out. But it doesn't matter. Like you said, the Marlins are, are terrible. They strike out more versus righties as they do against lefties. Uh, Paddock's got a good split, too, as far as his, as far as his case. You fire up the old uh, the, uh, the plate IQ here. As I'm pulling up right now, for some reason, my, uh, my, my internet is not uh, you know, cooperating with me. Here we go. It's coming up any second now. We're stalling. We're just saying words now, Stevie. <laughs> Uh, all right, so 26.7% as far as his K percentage this season. You look at the old splits, and of course, this is his only year that he made his debut this year. 32.7% Ks against righties, 21% against lefties. Count up the lefties in that Marlins lineup. It's Walker, it's Granderson, and that's it. So it's a pile of righties that have no power, that uh, they are just bad hitters, like you said, outside of like Cooper, who's okay, Anderson, who's okay, but most of these guys are, are subpar at best. Collectively, a 21% K percent, which is not exactly, you know, popping. But again, we talked about the extreme splits for, for you know Paddock so far in his career. The the tricky part, the issue with him is he doesn't go deep in the games. He's probably going to go six at best. Um, he's got to be efficient. He might go five and change depending on young dude. They've been babying him. They even sat him down in the minors. San Diego's not necessarily thinking about today. I'm thinking about potentially uh, the playoffs or even the next couple of years down the road with one of the best minor minor league systems in all of baseball. Uh, how far do you think he can go? Like how deep can Paddock go today? Because it's kind of the question for me. Um, I think that's a question for everybody, right? Um, you know, we have not seen him touch 100-plus pitches yet this season. Uh, I think the most he's thrown was 96, 97. 97 pitches. Out, right? Is that what it was the last two times out, I think? 96 and 97? Yeah. Um, I'm guessing probably six innings, if I had to guess. Uh, if he's rolling and the pitch counts down, maybe seven innings. But he's not getting the leash that, you know, Robbie Ray's getting, he's not getting the leash that Clevenger's getting. Um, I, I know Clevenger, the most he's thrown the season's 106, and it's been, you know, only 92 since he's come back. But Terry Francona is a guy that will let his pitchers go if they're pitching well. So if Clevenger's pitching well in this game, I think he, you know, can go 100 plus. But I honestly, you know, when we're looking at just pitch count, you know, we're looking at a guy in Robbie Ray who's gone over 100 pitches multiple times um, here. So, you know, I, I think the longest leash out of these guys is probably Robbie Ray. All right. You know what? Uh, go ahead and talk about Robbie Ray because I know he's somebody you wanted to highlight, and I think he's an awesome tournament play today, and I, I imagine you do as well. So yeah. tell me why he's a great tournament play today, despite the fact he's pitching in Texas. Clevenger should be your cash game play. Let me just start with that. Like, if you're playing cash games today, Clevenger should be your SP1. But – if you're playing tournaments and you know, you're looking to get off of Clevenger, I don't think Clevenger's a bad play. I just said that you should play him in cash. I think you should play him in tournaments too. So I don't think Clevenger's bad. Robbie Ray's in a great spot. Like I, I played Alex Young yesterday, a lefty against Texas. This team just strikes out so many times against left-handed pitching that they have five guys with strikeout rates over 26% in the starting lineup. Um, one of the power bats that you're kind of worried about is Joey Gallo. He's not in the lineup. Um, yes, he's a guy that adds strikeouts, but he's one of the guys that had the ISO over 200. Like they put the shields in there instead of Gallo today. The shields is a guy with a 26.8% K rate still has a decent ISO hits the ball on the ground a lot. And that's what you see a lot with this team. So you get ground balls, you get strikeouts and you get some lefties. So I, I think that, a team that doesn't walk a lot against Robbie Ray that strikes out a lot is always like recipe for Robbie Ray having a good game, but um, he is Robbie Ray. And you know, he, he always frustrates us. It's interesting. You talk about the Gallo situation because as somebody who wants to rob, I want to roster at least one share of Ray in tournaments. I don't make a ton of lineups. So I think I got to have at least one share just in case, like you said, how much this team strikes out uh, 20, 25.2% collectively. You know, Santana, 34%. Odor, 34% this season. Chu at 28. The Shields at 26. I want a Gallo to be in the lineup. You know, Ricky Bobby style, you know, first or last. Obviously, Gallo's got plenty of pop, and he's taking up his, you know, yard, but he's got like a 40% K rate even more so possibly. Somewhere in that area. So I was slightly bummed that he wasn't in there. Like, you want him in there or you don't. Obviously, he's not. And you're not going to not roster Ray because Gallo's not in there. But I, I was kind of hoping that Gallo make, will make an appearance. Yeah, I, I wouldn't have minded him to be in there either. Like it wouldn't, uh, it wouldn't. It, honestly, the lineup came out; it wasn't going to change my. They're just so bad against lefties. Like, unless they sat down a bunch of guys today, um, and like it was just a really random lineup. But then you probably would have played it anyway. 
And, you know, we kind of talked about his name a couple of times. Now you said he's a cash game play, and especially like depending on, you know, fantasy draft on DK where he's priced. Uh, Clevenger seems too cheap. Like since going back from, uh, you know, his injury, he's threw what 70 ish pitches. Then he went to, he threw uh, 79 pitches. And last time out, he went to 92. So I assume the pitch count is not a concern now. I wouldn't be shocked if he gets to 100 or so. And you talk about Francona historically, we'll let his pitchers go. Um, and again, we have a small sample as far as this season with Clevenger, but he's got a bigger K rate. Uh, than Garrett Cole, like 39, 39.7%. Uh, that is a small sample. Swinging strike uh, rate is justified as well, too, at the 16.4%, uh, not yielding many homers. Uh, he, he's been he's been legit. 29% hard hit rate, which is awesome as well. Uh, and he's facing, I guess I kind of buried the lead, he's facing a Tiger team that's, uh, you know, pretty dreadful, not a lot of power, uh, plenty of Ks. The unfortunate thing here, to some degree, is the Ks are kind of backloaded, but if you think he goes through this lineup three times, it doesn't really matter when these guys hit, you know, 24.8% collectively as far as striking out. And a lot of the Ks are at the end. Uh, top of the lineup is more contact heavy with Cabrera, Castro, and Reyes. But um, Clevenger just feels like uh, just such a strong play today. And I've not taken a peek as far as ownership, but I would imagine uh, he's probably the highest projected owner pitcher, right? I haven't looked either, but I, I would guess so. Yeah. I'd be shocked if he doesn't end up being the highest owner pitcher today. Yeah, that, that, that's kind of my thought process as well. Um, and then, you know, we, we talked about uh, Paddock, and but on the other side of that game, look, San Diego, they, they will strike out plenty. They're, they're in a ballpark that subdues power. Uh, and, and Richards uh, seems a tick too cheap. And as of right now, my, my, my shell lineup is, uh, you know, for cash, is Clevenger and Richards. Uh, do you trust Richards as an SB2 today? Really quick on the whole Clevenger thing, his velocity is up this season, and he throws a slider. Um, you know, whenever you're facing a very right-handed heavy team, which, you know, Detroit has got a lot of lefties in there today, his slider is going to be very dominant in those situations. But the elevated fastball helps against the Detroit team that struggles with that. So um, as far as Trevor Richards go, do I trust him? No. Am I going to play him? Yes. Um, <laughs> I trust the ballpark. You know, we, we look at – you know, what he does, he's a guy that gives up a ton of fly balls and a ton of hard contact. So any other ballpark outside of maybe two or three ballparks in baseball, this is a spot we probably are talking about maybe potentially stacking the Padres. So I think that with this game being played in Miami, uh, with this team striking out so much against right-handed pitching, with him having strikeout stuff, um, you know, we look at his strikeout rate against righties, it's 23%. Like, is there upside here? Yes. Is there downside here? Yes. Is there safety? No. <laughs> um, but when we're looking at all the options in this price range, you could say that about all these guys. Like it, it's just one of those things that who do you, who could you really trust down here? Are you going to trust Kentai Maeda going up against Philly? Like, no. are you going to trust like Maeda going up against Philly Turnbull? No. You know, Pena is a guy that I played last time out, and he had a monster game um, against Seattle. He's not the worst option at 6,700 for tournaments, but, like, outside of Pena and, you know, Richards, like, you know, Duffy's getting the White Sox, but I like the right-handed pitching against the White Sox more than right. I like left-handed pitching. Like, there's just not a lot down here. So, you know, that's why I'm ending up on Richards as well. Um, I was playing around, and if the Dodgers game gets rained out, um, depending on the weather, if the Dodgers game gets rained out, I might end up playing Robbie Ray and Clevenger together because I, I think that the reason that I'm paying up today at bats is because of the Dodgers. Um, do you think Washington plays? I do. Yeah, right? was, I Washington, what, was Washington one of the games that had rain issues? Yeah, I guess it was another one of those games, but – some of the Washington bats, you can get really good exposure to that game with some cheap bats. Yeah, I mean, I love the Washington side. We'll talk about the sticks soon enough, obviously. You talk about Duffy, you know, maybe people are just chasing any pitcher, you know, after Sparpin just went nuts last night, uh, you know, against. Shout out to Grant. Grant called that yesterday. Yeah, well, we had the conversation about Sparpin. And, uh, I told him he was crazy. I, I had a, I actually rostered him in a couple of lineups and I think it was my, my two best lineups with the sport when he just went, I think he was a top pitcher in the slate. He might've been, it was a uh, by yeah. 10 points. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, and then, you know, and I think he was like 10 or 15% out or something like that, which, you know, it sounds about right. And by the way, in the, the same vein as Sparkman, don't expect the same results, but uh, I don't hate Chavez at basically the minimum as well today versus Arizona. I know they're grabbing a DH, but 
it's not a particularly great lineup in this Arizona, Arizona lineup kind of, um, I don't know. I, I think they overachieved at the start of the season. We thought Arizona was legit. And, you know, this is a team that basically was punting the season and they were playing above their heads, kind of like Seattle was. Uh, I don't think his Arizona lineup is particularly great. It's fine. Uh, but And Chavez is not horrendous. Again, not, not rousing endorsements here, but sort of in the same vein, uh, if you want to load up on bats, I think Chavez can get you like 12 points. Like he can get you negative too. But <laughs> I, I've not fired up the bat for Cardi, but I'd imagine like the median uh, for Chavez today is like 11, maybe 12. You have any interest in Chavez? I guess if you want to really load up on, the, on some bats today. Sure. All right. <laughs> I, like if you're going to load up on bats, like, you know, you don't have a ton of options. Like I'm not playing Ivan Nova. I'm not playing Aaron Sanchez. I'm not playing Aaron Brooks. I'm not playing Pavetta. I'm not playing Fed. Like, yes. If I'm going down from Pena, I will go down to Chavez. Sure. Yeah, uh, that's where I'm at as well, too. Uh, for what it's worth, Brooks is like supposed to throw like 40 to 50 pitches. Like he's not even fully stretched out, and it's also facing Washington. There's also some weather there, and he's also not very good. But besides I might that, help him. He might score less points or more points with only throwing 40 to 50 pitches. Yeah, uh, you don't want to – I mean, there's like seven different reasons why you don't want to roster him today. Uh, Erod's kind of interesting, but then he's kind of in you know, the mix of like you know the Ray and the Clevenger – uh, you know, but the problem is, of course, weather is out there lurking. If you get the all clear, if it's somehow good in Boston, uh, for some, is is he in the in the conversation for you, Erod? Yeah, yeah. Um, the only thing is, like Roth tweeted out right before we we got started that like there's a really good chance that it's going to be a late start and it's going to have to be a long delay for them mm-hmm. to get that game in. I think that affects the pitcher more than it affects anybody else. So I, I could see not playing Erod just because he's so close to Clevenger and Price. And I do like, like I've talked about, I like, I like the pivot off of Clevenger to Ray. So, you know, I, I'm perfectly okay with not having to try to go there today. Chavez, like median, like his like average projection today is a uh, nine points for what it's worth, which You're isn't close. dreadful. That's what that wouldn't crush you. Uh, but t- today it just feels like a bigger opportunity cost for pitchers than, than it did yesterday when we, you know, rolled out Sparkman to some degree. Uh, it just feels like there's going to be pitchers throwing up some bigger numbers. And also, by the way, another reason why not to like the Cole nece- necessarily, uh, he's got a, a hitter's umpire. you got a pitcher's umpire in Miami for what it's worth. That kind of moves the needle to some degree. But that's just one more little tick in the box against Cole. Obviously, the most – the biggest issue for me is, like, the lack of K potential. Well, I wouldn't say that because it's Cole and he can strike anybody out. But it's the price. Uh, and the step downs are so good, like we talked about, uh, like Paddock to some degree. The Clevenger uh, price and matchup seems awesome. And, you know, I was talking about pairing Clevenger with Richards, and you're getting two guys in positive pitching environments. Well, Cleveland depends upon lefties, righties. But, uh, you know, well, the, the righties, it's not that great. It's better for lefties there in Cleveland. But uh, basically two matchups with the, 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 the opponents that strike out the most. So at a pretty cheap price, uh, that's kind of sort of where I'm at as far as my cash games that may change pending weather, pending, uh, you know, just sort of a last second scrambling. Anything else that's worth note here as far as pitchers that uh, we should follow up on or you want to just summarize it? We'll move on. Yeah, I don't think really anything else. Um, we, we really didn't mention Domingo Harmon. He's always a guy that has upside. Um He's going to be pretty low owned, like just kind of looking over here at the projected ownership. He's pushing under 5% um, compared to all these other guys in this range. So if you're just looking to, you know, look for some guy, a guy that has 20 plus point upside for lower ownership, like he's certainly a guy that can do that. So, you know, to sum it up, Garrett Cole is fine. He's just really expensive. Um, Going down to Paddock is okay. We both like Clevenger on the safer end. We we like Robbie Ray for tournaments. And then the cheap guys, it's a mess. It's Trevor Richards. It's Danny Duffy. It's going all the way down to Jesse Chavez and just loading up on bets. Yeah, I don't mind Herman either. And I think he's interesting for tournaments as well. But, like, the, the first argument against him is that Clevenger is cheaper and better. <laughs> like, that's the problem. And, of course, baseball, one-game sample sizes, anything can happen if you want to play the ownership game. I, I don't mind it. Um you know, good good bullpen there for the Yankees. So I don't know how deep they'll necessarily let him go. If you look at his pitch counts of late, 78, 80, 92, 87, not particularly ideal. Um, even when he was cruising, he only threw 78 pitches there against Toronto. Um, all right, uh, well, let's talk about some hitters. Let's talk about some catchers specifically. We go around the horn. Let's, uh, before we do that, give me one, maybe one or two core hitters 
that you are building your lineups around today? Dodgers. This game's good. I'm just as many Dodgers bats as I can. Um, I, I love the Dodgers here. Pavetta has been terrible. Pavetta dominated the Dodgers earlier this season, right when he got called back up from AAA, but he's really fell off the wagon again. Um, he, he's just been terrible. This ballpark is great for left-handed power. Uh, if you think back when this ballpark was Ryan Howard, um, you know, hit so many home runs here and like they kind of built the ballpark for him and all that good stuff. But this is just one of those things where this ballpark is great for left-handed power. There's a ton of left-handed power on the Dodgers, like Bellinger, Jock Peterson, all these guys, Max Muncy. Like when we start going position by position, the Dodgers guys are the first guys I'm going to mention. So I love the Dodgers here. Pavetta gives up multiple homers and so many starts as well. As far as the homers per nine, it's the biggest in the slate, 2.16. Uh, I don't think the Dodgers are a remedy to subdue that number. I agree with you. The Dodger power, especially the lefty power, looks really legit today. Uh, we definitely want that game to clean, uh, be clean as far as the weather-wise because uh, I, want, I want to play some Dodgers as well, too. Uh, catchers, we, uh, we have a discounted Gary Sanchez. Well, what up with that? Yeah, he's cheap at a lot of places. Um, you know, I was doing salary tax today on HQ and – I agree. Like he's cheap in some places like Yahoo. He's really cheap. Mm -hmm. um, he hits sinkers very well. Uh, Torinos uses his sinkers a ton. So I certainly don't mind getting to Gary Sanchez today. Um, like what is up with Christian Vasquez being one of the highest priced catchers on the slate? I just, that, that you know, that kind of stuff always blows my mind, but at least Mitch Garver's good. Like Mitch Garver is super expensive always too, but at least he's good. Like I don't it, home runs. It's crazy. He had another one order today off of Jason Vargas, by the way, callback. Um, you're not playing Christian Vasquez, I assume. How, how many Boston stacks do you have to make? And you say, screw it, let's play Vasquez because nobody else is doing it. Uh, I can make 150 and I probably wouldn't have Vasquez. <laughs> Fair enough. If you're paying up for all the Red Sox bats. Like, is he really the guy you want to pay up for? Um, no, no, of course I, not. I think that's the biggest issue. Um, as far as catcher goes, I always like to pay down a catcher. So I like Jan Gomes. We've already kind of talked about Washington a lot today um, since we got started. So I don't mind going all the way down, just punting with Luke Molle or Andrew Knapp. Um, those guys are fine for me. You know, I'm always the guy that punts catcher. So those guys never really hurt my feelings. Um, Villoria, I guess that's how you say his name, um, from Kansas City. If you're looking for cheap guy, he's going to get a lot of playing time now with Molinato gone. He's a lefty facing Ivan Nova. Um, but, yeah, Jan Gomes seems like the guy, like, in that range, like, should have plenty of RBI potential here um, up against Brooks and that Baltimore bullpen. Yeah, cast game perspective, I'm probably going get, to get to Jan. And, you know, being on the road, locked in up those nine innings, you can almost – I know he's batting ninth, which, of course, in the AL, so that doesn't really matter so much. But, you know, he's going to get his four at-bats. Like, that's I – mean, I assume that they do they do well enough where he gets four at-bats, so it doesn't really matter if he's batting seventh or ninth. You know, really ambitious to expect a fifth. That's probably not going to happen. But I'll take four at-bats on the Chief against Baltimore. Uh, Brooks in that bullpen. Again, Brooks probably only goes like three or four innings, depending on how many uh, – how efficient he may or may not be to the first uh, few innings for himself. Uh, and, you know, I'm okay with, with Sanchez just because he's fairly cheap. And uh, that's it. That's for that's it for catcher. Talk to me about his first uh, first base today. Yeah, like always, first base is pretty loaded. Um, you know, there's there's a ton of options here. Again, uh, the Dodgers, Muncy and Peterson. I like using Muncy at second base. I like using Peterson in the outfield. But if you don't want to, that's fine. I like to save a little bit of money here with Matt Adams. Um, you know, I liked Zimmerman. Like he was able, you were able to save a lot of money with Ryan Zimmerman. Without Zimmerman being in the lineup, I think that you could save some money here with Matt Adams. I don't hate playing either of these Dodgers at first base if that's the way that you want to play them. Um, there are some cheap second basemen, so if you want to play Muncie at first base and play one of the cheap second basemen, that's fine. But there's a lot of good options here. Um, you know, Jose Abreu up against Danny Duffy, he's cheaper. Uh, he has some upside, you know, uh, it's kind of the guys that I'm really focusing on. Like I could talk about five other guys, but those are the guys that I'm really focusing on. So Roth updated his weather about uh, 30 minutes ago or so. I'm not sure if you've seen oh, the update. Or not. I don't want to see it. I don't want to have to reconstruct all my teams. I just went ahead and dropped it in chat. It's, this is as of four o'clock central time. Basically we, we, up, we went on air. Uh, so this is what we have. Also, I dropped the link. I'm not going to sit here and read it to everybody. And I'm sure you can see it in chat as well. 
but just to give you the color coding, orange, yellow in Boston, orange, yellow in Baltimore, orange, yellow in Philadelphia, and orange, yellow in New York. So basically, if you're playing on the East Coast, um, you know, it's, it's uh, dicey. This is not going to be fun. Uh, Ross not going to be having a good time. He'll be in full tilt mode uh, during crunch time. Again, you're definitely going to want to check into that today. Uh, 6.15, they follow us on the East Coast. Thank you guys all up to lock and Ralph will tell you what's going down weather-wise. And, of course, you guys should be following Roth as well on Twitter. He even updates stuff uh, after lock as things are going on. But I think all those games basically have a tip at what? Uh, they're all 7 o'clock on the dot or 7.05, right? So, oh, boy, it's going to be a scramble for sure making lineups. It's going to be a lot of fun. <laughs> yeah. I just – Oh, man. I don't like seeing all that orange. But, you know, again, we're going to talk about the players on the assumption that they're going to play. But, you know, if, if Roth does not give it all clear, man, I'm not – I'm with you. I'm tilting. I'm not enjoying – the prospect of losing Washington potentially or the Dodgers potentially and even Boston, it's going to, and then the, the slate will be so condensed, obviously. Um, all right. Well, just, just talk about that for a second. Like say, uh, what's your strategy for tournaments there? Like my general thought process is, it's like, you don't want to one off a guy uh, in, in a, you know, a questionable weather game. It's all or nothing. Right. Yeah. So like here I am looking at the Dodgers. I have Dodger stacks on both FanDuel and DraftKings. Um, is my main lineup on both sides. Like I'll build a few, few lineups, but my main lineup right now that I'm entering all the single entry stuff, all the high dollar stuff right now has Dodgers. So, um, right now my, my, my idea is I'm going to watch Kevin Roth on crunch time and, you know, see kind of what he has to say around like six thirty, six forty five, um, to give myself, you know, 20 to 30 minutes to make a decision. I've kind of already, played around with what I'm going to do if I'm not going to play the Dodgers bats. Um, I really like Kansas City today. And that game has really good weather for hitters, like Roth has highlighted. And, um, you know, Ray Clevenger, Kansas City stack is certainly something that you can pull off. Yeah, I like KC too, except for the – I mean, I, like I want to pick on Noah for sure, and it's hot there, obviously. But my issue is, like, one of their best hitters, Bonacy, of course, is not playing. The names aren't very fun to click on. Are they in Kansas City? But I hear you. I think I think they're really fun to click on. They're really cheap. They're like I said, if you're wanting to play like a Clevenger Ray, like you know, Dozier is a guy that has a ton of power. Solaire has a ton of power. Alex Gordon has upside. Whit Merrifield can steal bases. You know, he has a ton of upside. You know, Cuthbert is a guy like you never feel good about clicking his name, but he's cheap. Nicky Lopez is cheap. Bubba Starling is cheap. Lucas Duda is good for three strikeouts. Um, <laughs> I'm gonna wrap it around with the catcher to save some money at catcher. Like, there's plenty of ways that you could build a Kansas City stack. I, I've definitely punted with Lucas Duda this year multiple times, and I don't think it worked out once. I'm fairly certain <laughs> uh, I've gotten all the strikeouts. And then, to my knowledge, it's a you know, we say strikeouts are king. That's for pitchers. It's not good when your hitters are striking <laughs> out. He's terrible, isn't he? What happened to Lucas Duda? He used to be good, or at least have some power. Oh. Yeah. He still has power. He just can't the ball. Well, I mean, he crushes like the, you know, batting practice, but I don't think that's worth anything either. Uh, let's jump to the old Keystone position second base. What do you have for me? Yeah, a lot of cheap options at second base today. Obviously, if you want to pay up, you know, we, we talked about Max Muncy a bunch. You know, obviously that game has weather that we're concerned about now. Uh, Jason Kipnis is really cheap at 3,600 fish and Spencer Turnbull. He's batting fourth. You know, he's he's a really good option here. Going on the whole lines of Kansas City, Nicky Lopez is 3K. He's a guy that makes um, some sense here. You know, outside of that, those are the two guys that I like if I'm not playing Muncie. Um, DJ LeMay, he's terrible against sinkers, so I really don't like him today. Um, I liked Howie Kendrick against that Brooks-Baltimore bullpen if, if that game plays. I think Howie Kendrick's a really interesting, like, pay-up today um, to be contrarian because I, I highly doubt he's going to be one of the lowest-owned, you know, players from this Washington team because of his price. Why don't they play him on the rig? Is it, it's, does he not play well in the field these days? Is that the problem? He's getting old, man. I know he's old, but, like, he's having – he's hitting the ball hard this year. I know, but where are you going to play him? Like, you're going you're gonna to sit Zimmerman Matt Adams every day? Like, mm, where, where, like he's, he's not able to play, like, second base. Like, Dozier's at second base. I guess they could kind of switch off, but – yeah, and Anthony Rendon play the other two positions. Like Kendrick can't play the outfield, so Dozier's been better too of late too. Uh, but like, it's not like Zimmerman's a spring chicken. He's kind of old, you know. He's always old too, or always old. He's always hurting. But uh, I guess that's a good, uh, that's a good answer. I, I was thinking he would play this like, entire series, but I guess that does make sense. 
Uh, other guys that kind of pop as far as second base, you mentioned Kipnis and, you know, the splits are pretty dramatic for, for Turnbull. Like the, he's pretty, uh, he's very vulnerable against lefties. So for sure you can roll out Kipnis. You talked about, you know, this is one of my pivots. Like if things go awry, I'll just play some, you know, I like Trey Turner. We'll talk about him at shortstop, but I'll just pivot the Lindor. Uh, I don't mind Santana at first base, which hitter on the left-hand side there versus Turnbull as well. Better ballpark for lefties also. Um, and Jose Ramirez is another guy that kind of a pivot. Like, Cleveland's kind of like my, my pivot stack on layaway if I need it because uh, there's a little bit of some lefties. Uh, who else jumps out for us as far as second base? If you're not rostering Jesse Chavez, Kendall Marte, uh, I don't mind that spend up at all. I think that works uh, pretty solid. You talked about Merrifield and Lopez. Lopez I thought would hit a little higher in the lineup. I figured he'd hit like second or third, get some speed at the top with Modesty not playing, but he's actually drawing the sixth spot. If you need some salary today for whatever reason on DK or on fantasy draft, Yolmer Sanchez is super, super cheap. Not very good, but he's very cheap for what it's worth. Uh, anything else here of notes as far as second, or shall we move on and talk about the hot corner, good old third base? Yeah, there. You know, there's so many cheap options, but you mentioned Marte. You know, if we start to see whether you know impacts some of these big offenses, like you know Arizona's lineup is actually not bad today, and um, that, it's hot in Texas, so you know there's some upside. Even though we talked about Chavez, like Arizona is still a team that could get some get some run production here. Uh, third base, hot corner. What do you have for me? Uh, you know, I just got to talking about Hunter Dozier. Like uh, I said that I switched my extra survey to him being my contrarian play. Hoping he's still going to be under 10% owned. You know, it'd be interesting to see if like his ownership is a guy that, you know, starts to bump up. Like if people are not able to play like Devers and Rendon at the top, like obviously those two guys are in great spots here. Aaron Sanchez with Devers and, and, you know, Baltimore with Brooks and that bullpen with Anthony Rendon. So if that doesn't work out, you know, you have Jose Ramirez um, against Turnbull. He's starting to get going a little bit more. Um, Jake Lamb against Jesse Chavez. You know, we, we kind of talked about that just a second ago. Um, yeah, you know, if you want to save some money, Vlad Guerrero is down there at 3,400 facing uh, Erod, uh, batting second. Like, he's he's okay, but I'd rather pay up at third base today. I think it's a good pay-up spot. Uh, apparently Roth is a little bit optimistic as far as the Red Sox, obviously still a couple hours out, but he just tweeted out, uh, thanks to our chat, uh, despite how terrible it is right now in Boston and it's truly down, it's a downpour. Uh, he likes what he's seeing upstream and likes the chances of them playing at some point. So, uh, there you go. Obviously these things are fluid, uh, situations could change, but Hey, uh, maybe we get a Boston game and for sure Devers is super expensive. Sanchez like used to be a decent pitcher, but that's just not happening these days. He's kind of fell off the table. Don't love lefties in Boston for, uh, you know, for power, for homers, but it's great for doubles, singles, and triples, which I'm good with as well, too. Uh, for the stack collectively, look, they have a team total of seven. So, uh, and it's kind of a bit of an overspend. I prefer a known, uh, you know, just, you know, 1v1. But, again, who knows what's going down there weather-wise. Uh, anything of note? Anything else that's uh, – you talked about Arizona, but Jake Lamb, I'm not sure if you mentioned Lamb. I was kind of reading that tweet. But uh, I think he's cheap in other spots, too. He's a little bit cheaper. Like, but 4K on DK or 8K or so on fantasy draft. I think is it Vandal or Yahoo where he's kind of cheap? Don't mind him coming back from injury, positive ballpark. It's hot there. The wind is blowing in, but like we still don't know what's going on we, as far as Texas. This is the last year. It's not even worth figuring out at this point. Last year, the stadium, it used to be like a jet stream, but I think they fixed that jet stream. But long story short, I don't care about the wind blowing in in Texas. I imagine you don't either. No, I don't think they fixed it at all. But. Oh, <laughs> I've, been saying, I've been saying that for years. Like, you could say you fixed it, but that, you know, what creates that? I don't think the way that they tried to fix it really could, it could have helped maybe, but I don't think they fixed it. Like, there's just too many games in Texas where runs are scored at really high clips. And obviously, pitching has something to do with that, but like, mm -hmm. there's just, there's just times when you're like, you know, yeah, I, I don't personally think that they fixed it completely. Yeah, I mean, it's above wind, my wind blowing and never bothers me there. Yeah, yeah, that, that's that's basically my conclusion as well too. I don't care if the wind's blowing in in Texas. Uh, shortstop, you got Lindor or Turner at the top? Yeah, if Turner plays, I, I really like Turner. If that game starts to get into weather issues, um, I, I like going down um, to Lindor. Uh, I think they're both you know really great options. I think Xander Bogarts is a really great option, and he's going to come in at lower ownership than both of the guys that we just talked about, Turner and Lindor. Um, so. 
I, I like paying down um, as well. Didi's was really cheap today. Uh, he's 3,600 against Trino. So if you want to save some money, like he's certainly in play there. So I, I certainly don't mind him. Um, it really just all depends about roster construction. Is shortstop a position you can spend money or is shortstop a position that you need to save some money today? Yeah, I mean, for me, obviously, whether pending, and I hate to just keep on saying that, but that's that's just the deal. Uh, it's it's one of Lindor or, or Turner. I feel like it's a spin-up spot for me. I don't mind VR as a, a save against Fetty, but uh, I'm not terribly enthused about it. One more lefty as far as the Dodgers. You got Corey Seager against Pavetta. Uh, that's more of a stack than a one-off as far as I'm concerned. And that's the same deal with Bogarts. Like, I just prefer uh, Bogarts in a stack as opposed to a one-off, especially if that game is dicey as far as the weather. We talked about what my sort of strategy is I don't want to one-off a guy in a weather situation. I want to either like fully take advantage of it either way, uh, if it goes or if it doesn't go as per, you know, depending on what, what lineup I may have at uh, either a stack or just kind of a fade. Uh, anybody else here at shortstop that's kind of a worth a head nod or worth mentioning? Or, well, we talked about, you know, Richards, and I think Richards is going to be fairly popular. How do we feel about San Diego is kind of a leverage play. If Tatis has plenty of pop, Machado's got plenty of pop, obviously. Richards isn't like this great pitcher. He's fine. The ballpark's not ideal to hit to you know hit homers, but these guys can do it no matter where they're playing. Yeah, um, I don't mind Tatis. I don't mind Machado. Uh, I think they're fine. Reyes is fine. Like they all all the power guys. Um, you know, Richards does give up a ton of fly balls and a ton of hard contact. Uh, so that obviously sits really well with Tatis, who has a fifty two percent ground ball rate um against right-handed pitching so like you know obviously tatis is going to benefit from a fly ball pitcher it's just more of like the ballpark is is the biggest issue here um you know for san diego and yeah they have the power to hit it out of anywhere so you know i don't mind looking at you know those four or five guys you know renfro reyes machado tatis uh, let's jump to the outfield. We're going to knock out some outfielders, and they're going to give us some stacks you like. You're going to give us uh, some dudes that are going to homer. We're going to take a peek as far as the expert survey. If we have time, maybe we'll pull up the the old line IBHQ and take a look at the ownership percentage. Uh, we'll take a peek as far as what's going down as far as umpire data. And then we'll, we'll knock out some questions in the chat 15 minutes or so before we step aside and get out of here. Give me uh, your favorite outfielders. And once again, it's like, well, assuming the weather is good, uh at the top i like soto I, I, I like just washington side a good bit locked in for nine versus baltimore where it's basically a bullpen game and they have a horrendous bullpen nice you know obviously it's a great ballpark to hit in as well uh well what's your take as far as outfitters at the top bellinger um it's in a great spot against pavetta depending on the the weather jock peterson um bellinger soto Betts, peterson martinez um if i'm looking to spend up you know, Ben Nintendi, um, Aaron Judge is a guy that could f- potentially fly under the radar today. Um, maybe. Like, I'm seeing him get pretty good projected ownership. But I think it's more he's 4,500. And it's just – it's interesting to see because I don't think the Yankees are going to be too terribly popular as a team. So, are people just playing Judge a lot as one-offs? Um, but, yeah, if I'm if I'm in that, like, 45-plus range, it's Judge, it's Ben Attendi, it's Peterson, it's Martinez, Betts, Soto, Bellinger. I don't think I missed anybody. We saw Jock get the hook yesterday. That was after he banged out a homer. He's still too cheap over on Fandle as well. Like, there, he's slowly creeping up. I think he's, like, 2-8 now, maybe 2-9. Uh, again, there is a shot that he gets the hook. If, uh, you know, if, if, a, if a lefty comes in, uh, that's just what can happen, uh, you know, game-dependent, uh, depending on how the situation's going down. But, you know, he, you know, he still has plenty of power. He's still plenty cheap. And we talked about Pavetta and his issues with yielding homers. Uh, Eaton, uh, Adam Eaton, I'm good with him against the, you know, he, he's reasonably priced. One, of the, one more of those Washington guys I'm all over. Give me, uh, give me three dudes that are going to homer. Tell me who your favorite stacks are. And then we'll take a peek as far as what's going down in the, uh, the old expert survey. Yeah, I do think that's something you need to worry about with Jock today. They they do have four lefties in the Philly bullpen. Um, it's a very, very mixed bullpen. Um, but I think two or three of those lefties are guys that they use in closer games. So if Pavetta is getting pounded, um, we might see that you know, they're just going to throw out some guys here. Um, as far as the home runs go, I'm going to take Muncie to homer um, at the top. Give me Hunter Dozier in the middle and uh, give me Didi as a cheap home run today. I just, he profiles really well in the spot. So um, I like that. Uh, as far as stacks go, 
I love the Dodgers and the Royals today. They're my they're my teams that I'm really building around. Uh, Washington's good. They're in a great spot. Um, like just kind of teetering back and forth with Washington and the Dodgers, depending on weather and just kind of if we're gonna get an in-game delay that could potentially wash the Dodgers game, and Washington's gonna wait to start um, in that game in the Baltimore game. I personally probably start leaning towards Washington more than the Dodgers. Thankfully, the game's in Baltimore, so the hands uh, the game is not in the hands of, of Washington. How they call games or don't call games, or when they decide to throw the tarp on or not. Uh, yeah, I was just thinking the same thing. Yeah, when you said Washington, I said, "Oh no, this game's in Washington." I'm like, "Oh, that's right. No, it's Baltimore." Okay, yeah. Uh, all right, uh, let's take a peek as far as what's going down uh, in the expert survey. You, you partook along with Meansy and Big T. Uh, favorite cash game hitters, obviously. Uh, well, you talked about the Dodgers you like. Bellinger, Matt Adams, he seems too cheap, depending on where you're shopping, especially too cheap on Fandle for what it's worth. Uh, and Big T's talking about Kipnis, those lefties, you know, against uh, against Turnbull, a really, really solid play for tournaments. Well, another Dodger for you is Buncey. Uh, Lindor looks like an awesome play. Mr. Smile, again, one more lefty against Turnbull, potential jack in the bag every single time he goes out there and means he likes himself. Some Mookie bets. Everybody agrees as far as Clevenger. Uh, they have Garrett Cole for tournament play. And, you know, we had this conversation again. Feel free to chime in. Tell me why Robbie Ray is a better tournament play than Garrett Cole. Um, Robbie Ray is still going to have lower ownership than Cole. Like, Cole's still going to push 20, 20, 20 plus percent ownership um, here. So I, I still think that Ray is an interesting money save. Um, he's facing a Texas team that's striking out a ton um, against left-handed pitching. So I, I highlight it more um, in the expert survey. He's my long answer for pitcher today too, just because I wanted to really pound how much I, I like Robbie Ray today. So I don't think Garrett Cole is a bad option, but like Cole's still projected to be like the third highest projected own, you know, pitcher on the slate. So like we're not, you're not getting any ownership discount on him today. Uh, yourself and Big T both like Trevor Richards as a cheap pitcher and means he was talking about, you know, uh, jumping in the dumpster with, with, with Jesse Chavez, which I, I think he's in play. I think it's uh, don't expect what you got yesterday from uh, from Sparkman. Obviously, that was an outlier and an anomaly and all that, but he doesn't need to put that up. But 10 points would be perfectly fine. Uh, there's your Dini Gregorius as a salary saver. Big T, another lefty with Jake Powers. Uh, Jake Powers, did he crack the lineup? Yes, he's batting six today. It means he, a righty for the Dodgers. How about that with A.J. Pollock? And I assume Pollock's in there, right? It's Pollock. Yeah, he's batting fifth today. Uh, anything else of note that, that we can kind of – there's, of course, more to it. We don't want to read the entire thing. But uh, the player you're afraid of having little to no exposure to, yeah, Garrett Cole. And that, that's kind of where I'm at too because I don't think I'm going to have a ton depending on. Now, whether it kind of forces me on to Cole or if I have the money for it, by all means. Uh, well, notice- actually, like the weather games, like the pitchers aren't really being affected, like – don't really like um, the pitchers in New York. Don't really like the pitchers in Philly. Don't really like the pitchers in Baltimore. You know, you can make an argument for Erod. You can make an argument for Herman. Um, speaking of thunder, I don't know if you heard that. It was really loud. Yeah. Um, so, like the games that are being affected by weather, um, really aren't the games that we're really kind of worried about with um, our pitching. So that's actually kind of nice. We didn't mention any Astros, I don't think, for what it's worth, which is kind of interesting, but. Uh... You know, Springer, Altuve, Bregman, uh, you know, Jordan Alvarez. There's plenty of pop on that team, and we're not necessarily running away from Felix Pena. So uh, just kind of keep that in mind or so, especially if this lake gets condensed more so. Uh, the, you know. the thing is, like, with the Astros really quick is just, like, Pena is really good against righties. Like, that's one of the reasons that you like to use him against right-handed heavy teams. And, like, Brantley and Alvarez are perfectly fine here. But the righties, like, I, I don't think I'm going to play any of the Houston righties, even if we get some weather. Just pulled it up here on the plate IQ. They probably can see the screen, but I was curious to just kind of back up what you're saying. Uh, 234 Woba, 131 ISO, and 173 plate appearances this season. A K percentage of 26% as well, and a ground ball rate of 51% and change. So, yeah, uh, noted. Um, all right, let, let's see if we have – we're going to knock out some questions. They're starting to load up there in chat. We'll, we'll address those in just a second. If you guys are on YouTube, feel free to ask your question. D-Train will grab them, throw them here in the RG chat. Uh, also, like and subscribe. That's cool. We'd appreciate that. And if you guys are just on the Rotogrunners chat, ask your questions too. we got eight minutes or so before we step aside and get out of here. I do want to pull up if we still have the screen share going here. Uh, let's see what we have. I'm going to refresh and see what we have as far as ownership or pitchers. And, again, like if – Weather might really screw up this ownership, so understand it is totally fluid. 
but as of right now, Clevenger clearly the most expensive, uh, the, the most popular guy. And yeah, so we have uh, Erod being fairly popular. And again, if that game just blows up as far as weather, that twenty five percent has to go somewhere. And I imagine that'll probably bump up, you know, Clevenger, Richards, and Cole, and Paddock, and all the guys around them. Anything kind of jump out to you? Thirteen percent is the projected ownership of Robbie Ray. Is that tasty for you or what? Yeah, I like that. Uh, I already said that. I think that. He's a nice pivot off of Clevenger. We're seeing Clevenger push 30-plus, 40-plus um, now almost. So I, I think that, you know, especially if, like, Herman is a guy that, like, was already low projected ownership, and he was one of the guys that could potentially be impacted with Erod. I, I just think a lot of the Erod people will try to find that $400 and play Clevenger. So um, I, I think a lot of the Erod ownership will go to Clevenger, too. Um yeah, Richards. Richards is just going to be a chalk SP two. Like it, it is what it is. Like you know, yeah, nothing else to say about it. Uh, umpire data as far as the extremes, we have one extreme hitters umpire. That's Garrett Cole and Felix Pena. One extreme pitchers umpire. That is uh, Fetty versus Brooks there uh, in Baltimore. Uh, I think we had a hitters. I'm sorry, a pitchers umpire in Miami. Yeah, with Paddock and Richards. Not extreme. Just kind of note that the only extremes are the two I mentioned. Uh, questions are loading up in chat. So let's go ahead and address those. Uh, this is a tough question, and I don't know how to answer it. They're both really, really good. Uh, I imagine you're going to say Bellinger. Bellinger versus Soto. Bellinger. Again, I will say that uh, we just got in talking about it. With Dodgers having an in-game delay and Washington waiting, like I could easily go Soto if that starts to happen. Uh, Danny Duffy is an SB2. Would you do Duffy Chavez pairing? I don't know if you need that much salary. Um, no, uh, th- even if you stack the Dodgers, you don't need that much salary. That seems a little unnecessary. Uh, and we don't love Duffy, like Duffy's fine, but like we talked about, uh, the difference in lefties and righties. Uh, you know, the, the White Sox don't strike out nearly as much against left handers as, as they do against righties. Still not a very good lineup, but what are the chances of Duffy uh, weaseling his way into one of your lineups? Yeah, I'm only playing three teams, and I don't think I'll play Duffy. Um, I'm probably going to play two Richards teams, and I'm really liking the idea of building a Robbie Ray Clevenger team. Um, so, uh, Miami Bats are too cheap on DK. Do we need to play them? Uh, I say no. I think Paddock just shuts them down for six innings. Uh, there's no chance I'm playing Marlins outside of like if like one guy makes things work or whatever. But that, even then, I don't want to do it. Royals are too cheap. I'd much rather play the Royals. Yeah, I, I don't I don't see any reason. I know the Marlins scored 13 runs yesterday, but Haddock is legit. He's, like, good, and Allen is still, you know, a project. I know he's a bit of a prospect, but, uh, yeah, I wouldn't look at what happened yesterday. Uh, let's see. Ray and Herman is a pairing. I love that for tournaments. I'm good with that. I don't hate it. I would much rather play Ray and Clevenger. Do we think Trout will start? I guess there's a chance that Trout could just DH. Um, you think he's going to start, right? We don't know. We're just guessing. But you no, I said talk- I don't think he's going to play. I'm a terrible listener. That's that's why. Okay, yeah. Uh, that, that's why you're saying the matchup was better with the the assumption that Trout is not going to play. And this is kind of like the, you know, the IL is what ten days or so, and it's been what three or four days. They're almost kind of sort of creeping up on the point where sometimes they just throw him on the IL. I don't know if that's going to happen with Trout necessarily. I usually, just say, all right, screw it. He's either going to play or he's going to land on the IL, you don't want to, you know, lose a bench spot for like seven or eight games necessarily, but it is Mike Trout. So maybe they make the exception for him. It's going to give him an extra day or two. We shall see. Stay tuned on that. It is weird the way the slate's lining up because it's a nine gamer and that Houston LA, uh, the angels game starts two hours after the eighth game, which it's almost like a double header slate, which is always, you know, if you don't have anybody in that Houston angels game, you're, you're currently winning. It's, you know, it's not going to go up. You just hope that game kind of is mediocre. Four to five, <laughs> no home runs, mayors. Uh, why is Springer and Altuve more expensive today than they were yesterday? Um, I mean, well, the Altuve price, they just had the, they've been having the fix for a while. For whatever reason, he's been too cheap. Maybe they just kind of like fixed it. I have not mastered the DK algorithm. I think of late they've been valuing uh, recent play more so than normally. But uh, I don't know. Have you cracked the code of the DK, DK algorithm? Because I haven't. Nope. <laughs> okay. I just I try to find cracks in it every day. That's all. Uh, you're going to play one of these guys for a tournament, Lindor or Turner. Love them both. 
Yeah, I like Turner a lot, but if the weather is scaring you off of it, Lindor is perfectly fine uh, to to play instead. <sighs> if you want to play the safer route, like play Lindor. I mean, my answer is probably like it depends. If you have a bunch of Washington guys, play Turner. If you have a bunch of Cleveland guys, play Lindor. Just kind of stack it up uh, as a one-off. I mean, they're both they're kind of similar plays as one-offs, and you know, Cleveland, like we talked about, you know, at least that that should play weather-wise. And if you're only going to play just Turner. Uh, from that Washington game, there's no reason to take on that risk of a potential rainout again. Uh, who knows what's going down there weather-wise. Roth will give you the best guess as far as what's going down on crunch time. Uh, coming on like in 15 minutes or so. They take you guys all the way up to lock. The 185, minus 185 for Houston today. They're asking if that suggests Trout sits. And, you know, we see this in basketball a lot where like certain players, certain studs can move the needle. How much does Trout like playing or not playing move the needle like in baseball? Like I don't it's it's i'm sure it's some but how much i don't know i think it can move it a little bit but i think it's more to do with garrett cole pitching than it has trout playing or not like garrett cole against felix pena who do you favorite uh i think garrett cole's a better pitcher than felix pena i'm fairly certain i'm pretty sure that garrett cole's contract is a lot higher than felix pena's <laughs> they're okay so i know you like the dodgers today it's gonna put you to the test because they're asking about russell martin the worst dodger any interest uh, I didn't have him in any lineups. How cheap is he? Cheap? He's the same price. Actually, he's a little bit, a uh, little bit more expensive than Jan Gomes. I'm playing Jan Gomes. Um, even if you're stacking LA, I guess you're stacking LA with like five other guys. Yeah, like I, for me, I, I don't, I don't necessarily always have to have like a five man stack either. So, why is Freeze playing today? What's what's going on here? Freeze I know it's so weird. Um, I don't know why he's playing. He's he's not the guy that I wanted in there. He almost never starts against righties. He'll just start against lefties and get the hook at some point. That's interesting. Not really sure why that's happening. I wanted Verdugo. Like, why? Why is not Ver, Why is Verdugo not in there? He was one of the cheaper guys. Like, I like the Pollock's in there. Pollock's cheaper. Like, we didn't talk about him when we were talking about outfielders, but like, you know, Pollock's the guy that I really like today. Thirty-eight hundred. He's been hitting the ball really well since he's come back from the IL. Uh, which one? Uh, okay, so Arizona bats are they chalky? Uh, no, I don't think so. No, you know, if you do have premium, um, we added today the team ownership, team average projected ownership. So you can go on the premium and look at that. It's really cool. It's right next to where projected ownership is. And, like, you can see that Arizona as a team um, average, their team average ownership projection um, is not that high today. Where is that at? I'm not, I'm not aware of this. It's under – it's where premium is. Um, it's right next to where projected ownership is. It's right next to – it's TM own. Um, it's team – it's the team average projected ownership. It just got installed today. It's new. Shout out to Jamito and his team. There you go. Uh, any jack in a bag picks? I think it's either Turner or Lindor. Um, yeah, maybe Whit Merrifield. I'm okay with that. Uh, speaking of Whit Merrifield, we'll step aside and get out here on that. Uh, Whit Merrifield or Jorge Soler? Oh, that one's close. Um, isn't Soler a little bit cheaper? Like. If I'm, yeah, like I'm stacking the middle towards the end of that Kansas City team so I can get the upside plus the value. So I'm probably going to have Solaire more than I have Merrifield today. Solaire's got like 25 homers, by the way. Like 25 of the quietest homers we've ever, like nobody even talks about him. But all right, we got to step aside. We got to get out of here, Steve. We're making way for crunch time. Finish strong. G- give me something that, uh, something that, uh, you know, you want to hammer. G- give me the point you want to hammer home. What's going down as far as the slate? I think I already did, right? Like, I, I, I hammered home the team projected ownership. Like, I, I brought it to light to everybody. So, um, if you're a premium member, make sure you check that out. If you're not a premium member, it's on sale for the rest of the season. Now's the time to check it out. Less than 100 smackers. Uh, anticlimactic then. I thought we are going to finish strong. We did not finish strong, unfortunately. He's Stevie. I'm Dean. Stay tuned for crunch time. Roth is all with the weather. You got Cardi. You got JSU talking the, talking the slate. We're out of here. Oh.